Love and marriage, love and marriage. In fact, I did not want to have anything to do with this fraternity guy. Um, he was a part of the Omega Sci-Fi fraternity, mm-hmm. and they have a, a stigma put on them that they're rough and tough and bad boys. And here this church girl coming from Mississippi who, really, I've never had a boyfriend, really. And um, I just uh, didn't want to have anything to do with him, and he pursued me. And I really think it was the challenge of me just not being easy because he, I mean, he was well-known on campus. I mean, just the, the guy that all the girls just wanted to hang out with. And, and here I am, this little country girl, and he kept pursuing me, and I finally gave in. This I tell you, brother, you can't have one without the other. Pastors rarely feel like they can step away from their ministry responsibilities. They feel on 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every day of the year. One pastor explained, after being an active listener for a lot of other people, I really struggle being interested in my spouse and children and what's going on in their lives. How do pastors respond to this strain of ministry? Many of them continue to press on, ignoring the family consequences until a crisis occurs. Welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. Hi, I'm Byron Tyler. It's always a pleasure to get together with you. I'm looking forward to introducing you to our guest today. I was just thinking about that song on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Who are the people in your neighborhood? You know, the people you meet when you're walking down the street. Well, on occasion, I see my neighbors, Dee and Dan Henley, right. and they're yes. with us today. Henley's good to see you guys. Well, it's great, great to see, see you. you. Thank good you. Good to be here. Thank you. And yes. we are starting to get closer in our friendship because Dan and I have been trying to get a routine of exercise, riding our bicycles on Saturday mornings, and we've had... Mm-hmm. Several excursions, right, Dan? Oh, yeah, and I love it. Thank you so much for challenging me. This bike riding experience is new to me, and thank you for your patience. And, Dee, I see that you've been on the bike recently. Oh, yes, yes, so it's contagious. So thank you. Well, we're thankful so much for our friendship and over the years, but it's nice to get a little more personal and, you know, a fellowship. That's what the body of Christ is about, right? Mm -hmm. It sure is, Byron. Yeah, we're excited about that. It's Knowing your neighbors. Yes. You know, we watched that movie, Mr. Rogers, and it was a special kind of movie. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. we all grew up with that. Yeah, we grew oh, up yes. with that. Oh, my goodness, yes. learned so much. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. Well, building healthy relationships, maintaining healthy relationships in marriage, especially in the home of a minister, that can't be ignored. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that's why we're here today. That's what we want to talk about. There's a marriage conference for pastors and ministers only. Mm-hmm. We've got details we want to share. It's sponsored by Agape. Mm-hmm. We appreciate all the great work Agape yes. does in the city of Memphis. And so we definitely want to shout out to them, but we want to really, over the next couple of days, I've invited you guys to come here on Mid-South Viewpoint, mm-hmm. and let's share your story and yes. uh, and get into the, the, the nuts and bolts and sure. really the nitty-gritty mm-hmm. of pastors, their wives and families, and some of the struggles that they face. At the beginning of this pandemic, I had a pastor's wife call me and say, can you do something about pastors' wives and their families mm-hmm. because... Sometimes we feel like we're sinking. I know you guys hear that. Sure. And you possibly oh, yes. have been there too, right, Dean? Sure. Oh, yes. And it, and it appears that you're all alone. Mm-hmm. You're all by yourself. So I, I, yes, I can attest to what that lady was saying when she made that call. Yes. Yeah. I read this where a pastor once made this statement. He says, I was at a board meeting where we were examining potential elders. 
One candidate was asked, are you willing to make the sacrifices with your family for the sake of the church? Mm. It was a, a weird comment because I asked myself, what's the right answer to that question? Mm. And, and I think yeah. sometimes pastors are put in those positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What we try to do is help pastors think through all of that. Yes. Uh, putting God first and then each other. God's mm-hmm. called us to... He's called me to serve my wife. I mean, it's God, then it's D, and even when I'm in conversations, you know, and negotiations with my own salary or existence, it's, I always say, you know, I want, I want Miss D to be happy. I want Miss D to be pleased. Mm-hmm. And I'm involved in a lot of different things, and at the end of the day, you know, I get to come home to Miss D, and we're going to grow old together and love each other. And so we got to look at that. Now, having said that, there's some practical things that we can do and should do, and we'd love to share some of those. Yeah, and we want to talk yeah. about those. Let's let's kind of back up a little there bit and talk about how you guys met. You yeah. know? Yes. Where, sure. where were you? What were the circumstances? Well, I'll let Ms. D tell her story, and then I'll I'll, I'll tell up. the truth, <laughs> and then we'll just put a little spice on it and allow the great apostle to come in and put his, his damper on it. So, no, but um, yes, um, we met on the campus of um, – uh, University of Southern University, um, University, University of, of Southern, Southern Mississippi. Mississippi. I'm sorry. Golden Uni- Eagles yes. down in Hattiesburg, University Mississippi. of Southern Mississippi in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Yes, we met. In fact, I did not want to have anything to do with this fraternity guy. Um, he was a part of the Omega Sci-Fi fraternity, mm-hmm. and they have a, a stigma put on them that they're rough and tough and bad boys. And here this church girl coming from Mississippi who, really, I've never had a boyfriend, really. Mm-hmm. And um, I just um, didn't want to have anything to do with him, and he pursued me. And I really think it was the challenge of me just not being easy. Because he, I mean, he was well known on campus. I mean, just the the guy that all the girls just wanted to hang out with, and and here I am, this little country girl, and he kept pursuing me, and I finally gave in. And Dee, let's and, back up just a little bit further into your growing up. Tell me about your family life. What was family life like? Oh for you? yes, my family, my mom and dad, um, uh, who were very loving, and they we grew up. I grew up in church. I've been in church all my life. In fact, I played for two churches, played piano for two churches at age 12. So they kept me very, very busy. So I didn't really have time to do anything else but church and home. So when it was time for me to go to college, I, I was ready. I was ready. So very strict upbringing. Did, did that um, transition into college? Did your, did your faith, was it challenged? Were you, did you maintain that through college? Oh, I did. Yeah. I did. And I really yeah. believe because the roots were so deep. Because it was, that's all I knew. I, I, in fact, I was the kid that was in the house watching um, Jim Baker on television while everybody else was outside playing baseball. Yeah. And then when I tried to mingle in there with the rest of the kids, I would always be the last one to get picked because they knew <laughs> that my athletic abilities were horrible. But, yeah, so I have I'm, I have an old soul. I really believe that. I and, that. yeah, so I and, – and I'm just excited about how God allowed this gentleman to come into my life to, to put another sight – Another feel on who God is. Was he proper? Was he respectful? You know, he 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 really was. He really he really was because he comes from good stock, mm. and I know he'll talk about his mom and dad. And it was just incredible to uh, meet them and to see why I was so attracted to him. Okay. Yes. All right, That's Dan. Good. Yeah. 
My side of the story, actually, did actually she did pretty good. <laughs> but the way I saw it was, you know, I was a sophomore in college, or I was a junior in college. She was just coming in as a freshman. Yeah. And when I saw her, the first time I saw her, I looked at one of my fraternity brothers and said, that's going to be my wife. Well, you, you hear about this love at first sight? I literally, his name was Louis Beverly. And I told Lou, I said, that's going to be my wife. And so I did pursue her. And I'm grateful that she said yes. But she was the kind that she was my, my uh, I don't know, my treasure. It's okay. Trophy. Yeah. Well, what? Yeah. It's, it's okay. okay. It's okay. And I, I, but I still I, wanted to do everything I wanted to do. So yeah. our story hasn't been one that's just super clean because mm-hmm. I did everything I was big and bad enough to do. Even when we got married, I didn't treat the marriage correctly for the first, I say, 10 years. At that time, too, you weren't in the ministry per se. Oh, no. I mean, you were you had a professional career. Oh yeah, I, I always mm-hmm. like to say I was in the church, but the church wasn't in me. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus wasn't my Lord, and He was my Savior, but He wasn't my Lord. I didn't submit to the will of God, and it took a minute for me. And I'm grateful that Miss D didn't give up on me, and that's why we ask people not to give up on each other because right. God's going to allow that change to happen. And when it wow. does, mm-hmm. wow. So many, I'm glad you said that because so many couples, you know, are so at odds with each other and they're giving up. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if they could just hang on a little bit longer, mm-hmm. maybe a find, like if for a pastor to find uh, a, a conference, a seminar like we're mm-hmm. going to talk about sure. here that Agape's putting on. Yes. You know, a lot of times we just try, we're afraid, I guess as a pastor, to let people know we're having problems. Sure. Oh, yeah. And just so you know, it's, it's not just pastors. No. But let me give you a quick example. We had, uh, there's a couple that volunteers at our marriage conferences. We've been doing these for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had a couple to call me that's out in Frazier. And that couple was basically, when you look at their assessment, it's just tore up. They don't know how to con- do conflict resolution, communications, is everything. But Ms. D and I look at that and we get excited about it. Mm. We get excited about it because we know that all they need is a little help. Yes. And some things that they've never learned will teach them. Mm-hmm. And we're not trying to change their personalities. We're just yeah. giving them new skill sets. Mm-hmm. And this is what we always hear. If I'd have known that, I would have done. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have a model. Right. Yeah, because God yeah. has put us together yeah. to remove some things out of us that don't look like him. And sometimes that, you know, that's painful, that pruning that we have to do in marriage. But if we could hang in there, I tell you, the aftermath is incredible. Because the first, I say the first 12 years of mm-hmm. our marriage, it was it was horrible, hard, hard, hard. But I thank God that he sustained both of us individually as well as collectively. And because of that, here we are now today helping others because of what we have gone through in our marriage. Now, when I talk about a couple, that's why I started off with a couple, because it's easy for pastors to understand. Say, yeah, I've had couples like that before. But that's also true for pastors. See, Ms. D and I now, we minister to a lot of pastors. Remember, we got 1,300 pastors in our church developers network, pastors and ministers, 1,300. And we minister to so many pastors in the same way that assessment was just terrible. Mm-hmm. Same with our pastors, because nobody ever stops to teach us how to communicate. Right. They don't teach us how to deal with conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. They don't teach us how to not put the church first 
Oh, it's a priority. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's God first, then it's D, right. and then that church and the other matter. So do, do you we find, help them with that. Do you find, Henley's, that the ministry is more than a job, but it's really a lifestyle? Oh, oh sure. definitely. It's all the same. It just yeah. all ties in there together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and that's hard for some folks to draw boundaries and the lines and all of that. But yeah. for us, right. it, it all it's all it. All, yes. It's all together. It's all the same. Right. And I want to I want to say, too, coupled with uh, God, the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and prayer and then the teachings, that's how you make this um, decision to be 100 percent responsible for your part in this relationship. Yeah. So. Um, so, yes. So to yeah. God be the glory. Yes. It is work, by. Yeah, it's hard it's work. work. Oh, yeah, it's work. Do, do couples <laughs> typically not realize that stress is putting on their marriage until they get to that breaking point? Sure. There's one guy who's really big in this industry. His name is Dr. David Olson. He's over an organization that's called Preparing Rich, and they minister to six million couples. But he says that he's the founder of Preparing Rich, and we use that tool to do our assessments. He said stress either begins in a marriage Mm -hmm. or it will eventually end up in a marriage. And see, even like a statement like that, just to hear that and to be aware of that, makes it okay when it starts to happen, then you can address because now it's been brought to your thought process. Yeah, you kind of neutralize that because I would I would assume, I'm not a pastor, but I would assume that it's can, it can be a lonely place oh, in yes. many cases. You know, yes. I mean, you, you need to have a, a group that you can, you know, bounce off of. Mm-hmm. And I guess when you come home, oftentimes the wife receives a Big, <laughs> you know, she's almost like the, the nuclear waste dump of the oh, problems sure. of the church and the issues that you face. Mm-hmm. They're real issues. I'm sure she wants to be there and support, but when you continually dump and, and she receives, and then she, you know, you don't know what to do with this. Yeah. I mean, obviously you pray, but having those relationships outside the home too, sure, that you both can. Oh yes, definitely find yeah. that support. Mm-hmm. One of the items that's. Uh, Surveyed, I guess, if you will, on the assessment is stress. It looks at the top 10 stressors in your life. And we have an opportunity as pastors to talk about those. So you're not talking about it with your congregation or somebody else. We're talking about it with people that experience the same thing that you're experiencing. And then you get those light bulb moments where you say, oh, wow, I didn't know it was. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just me, but it's Mm -hmm. really not. You know, if it's. Feeling overweight or lack of exercise, lack of sleep, poor health. I'm reading off an actual assessment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are real issues that folks deal with. And, and, and your relationship with your relatives or quite honestly, maybe your relationship with each other, your relationship with your children. Mm-hmm. That will stress you out. Mm-hmm. You know, teen, growing into teenagers and now you're growing into adults. And how do you. Well, if you had another pastor mm-hmm. who's dealt with a similar matter mm-hmm. that you can just bounce it around. Our seventeen, right. our nineteen-year-old son who just turned twenty. We had a pastor mm-hmm. that we could go to right. when he was dealing with some issues, and man, it blessed us tremendously. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Yes. And, and when you um, have the ability and the willingness to allow mm-hmm. people to get into your space, and see, and people don't care yeah. about how much you know until they know how much you care. So yes. to have a listening ear for real. That's the very top on our list to be able to listen. And then once we listen and they've invited us in, then that's when we can really share uh, who we are and who Christ is and how to make this thing work. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is so good. And yeah. listening 
is the number one thing yes. that Ms. D and I teach. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, at the conference, that's going to be our session. It's called Listen to Love. Yes. And listening, Byron, again, if you think about it, so many times folks are just waiting to talk. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to just stop and listen to this experience of another mm-hmm. to the point where that person knows that they've been heard. They, they, they know that they've been understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, that's intimacy. At a whole yeah. other level. Yeah. 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 And, you know, the, and these stresses that we're talking about mm-hmm. that uh, impact, and they, and they impact every human that's, sure. that's listening to this program today. Sure. You know, it's they're not immune. We're not as human. Stresses immune. over money. Exactly. Stresses <laughs> over anything. But, oh, yeah. but as, you, as you move into the ministry and you look at the responsibility that the pastor takes on as the shepherd of many people, people who are grieving, going through death, mm-hmm. going through the excitement of the birth of a child. Sure. I mean, all of the things, it gets multiplied, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in their life because of the people they're investing in. Mm-hmm. And then they deal with their own stresses sure. in the family and trying to cope. Uh, sadly, we, I understand that the suicide rate among mm-hmm. pastors is very high. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's been said this way, uh, learn to take that plank mm-hmm. out your own eye. And then you can see clearly, clearly to help others. Okay, I don't care what the issue is. Let's just use money because we all understand money. Mm-hmm. Man, we need to get our, our houses in order. Miss D and I have an accountability partner. He's a minister. He's a pastor. Name is Travis Mood. I'll shout it out loud. Amen. Because we he's love an Travis. expert when it comes to yes. finance. And he's a pastor. Yes. And we don't make a financial move without. Travis, he's helped us to yeah. clean up our financial house. See, my mm-hmm. take was if I needed more money, I'd just go out and make more. Mm-hmm. When I was in corporate America, I did that until God closed those doors. Right. Travis has taught us how to put a financial house in order where we can make so much less and do so much more. You know, and that's, but that's a pastor a, had to help us with that. That is another issue, D, that mm-hmm. pastors and their families, financial, because oh, sure. oftentimes the churches, there's a budget. X amount of dollars. Many mm-hmm. of these pastors are working bivocationally, job outside their ministry mm-hmm. to yes. be able to provide Many for the family. And, yes. and in like in your case too, you're a nurse full time. Oh yes, yes. And you know, and I, uh, for me, it's just all the same. I guess that's why for me now it's all the same. I know at one point my husband was home totally and just doing ministry, and I was the only one outside. Yeah. Uh, and, and making the money, you know, making money. And then also he um, uh, was was not even taking a salary from the church. And we've gone through a lot. I don't know if we, you know, our story is so huge. Oh, sure. I mean, we've we've had two bankruptcies. And we, I know our second one, we were in the office um, yeah. and, and, and had, making jokes about it. But it's, I, I believe we've got to stop being so serious about ourselves. You know, God has it all under control and he has a perfect path for us, no matter how it might look or how it might feel. It's always going to turn out for the best. We're going to win. I don't care if my husband is living under a bridge. I'm going to tell you, Martha Stewart is going to come see my bridge and it is going to look <laughs> awesome. But wherever he is, that's where my best self is. I'm yeah, I'm well, always my best self with him, no yeah. matter where he is. Wow. Yeah. So, Dan, yeah. that is so valuable. Yeah. For a man to know that his wife feels that way about him. Oh, sure. In return for mm-hmm. the wife to know that her husband feels the same way. Yeah. About yeah. her. Well, yeah. 
there's love and respect. We'll talk about that. Let me circle back to the bankruptcy because I think it's important. Yes, yes, yes. Ms. D and I were in a season where she was not working and I was out in the workforce That's and right. I literally made yeah. millions of dollars legally. Yes. Um, selling. Mm-hmm. You know, FedEx at the time was my biggest customer and sold a whole bunch of stuff and got a little percentage of it. And I say that to say, as God started to close doors, mm-hmm. literally, uh, we were still running off the runway, spending money we didn't yeah, have. Yeah, like we were. And, yeah. and, and, and Travis, again, accountability partner, helped us through this whole bankruptcy thing. Right. And he said so, you can't keep living like right. that. So the yeah. good news is for us, I've seen both. So now we minister to folks that are millionaires, mm-hmm. and we minister to folks that can't rub two nickels together. Why is that so important at this conference? You're going to see both. You're going to see pastors from the suburbs and wealthy, rich, richer kind of congregation and, and some that just quite honestly can't rub two nickels together. We're going to all be together. You're going to see blacks and whites and Hispanics. going to have 60% black and yeah. 30% white and 10% Hispanic. You say, why is that important? Because that's how Memphis looks. This mm-hmm. conference intentionally is going to look like Memphis because that's the answer to what we're up against. Even with this racial thing, God has shown us we got to get together and got to talk. Yes. Then those who feared the Lord, they talk with each other. The Lord listened and he heard. Then a book of remembrance was written in the presence of God concerning those who who feared him and honored his name. And that's how we're going to rise above this thing. Same in a marriage. We've got to learn to talk and listen to each other at a deeper level. And when we do, intimacy is increased. One philosopher said it like this, and I'll be quiet. He said, one of the deepest desires of the soul yes. is to know that you've been heard. Yes. And, and and that is so true because I came into the relationship yeah. with very low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Very low. Very domineering father yes. with her mother. Yes. Right? Oh, yes. Very dominant. Yes. And I showed those same tendencies so, that, the first 10 years. I was, was very dominant. That was something that was attractive to yeah. me because, you know, this is my knight in shining armor. He's the yes man. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I love that about him. And he reminded me a lot of my dad. A lot of times ladies will marry men yes. like their dad. That's, that's so correct. Yes, and we didn't know so any better. We really didn't. We just didn't. We didn't know that there could be equal kind of roles, roles and, and yeah, equilibrium in is what they yeah, call right, in a marriage. Yeah. And yeah. We've had to learn that. And yeah. boy, have we learned. And yeah. So, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to learn. Well, the Agape Pastors Ministers Only, that is Pastors Ministers Only Marriage Conference, October 9th and 10th. This is a virtual conference via Zoom. Over, as you mentioned, over 70 pastors, ministerial couples have already registered. Sure. There's still openings, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, we're going to leave it open until September the 9th. Mm-hmm. And uh, our goal originally was 75 to 100 couples. We're going to stretch that to 120 because we've gotten some additional funding. And we're excited about that. We get to bless 120. But that's it because mm-hmm. we want to still keep it intimate so we're going to have 120 pastors and their spouses. And, and and I know we say when he comes home, but sometimes it's she. We have some females and women that are senior pastors right. as well. Amen. They'll be a part of this. So. Amen. And so the way to, to register is how? Online? You know what? I, I, I want to keep it intimate. I, I'd love it if folks would just send me an email. Okay. And it's daniel.henley at agape means love.org. I know it's a long thing. It's Daniel, D-A-N-I-E-L, dot Henley, H-E-N-L-E-Y, 
at agape means love dot org. Or let me give you an easy one. Pastor Dan three three at gmail dot com. Pastor Dan. Three three at gmail dot com. Either way, right? Either way. Either way. Either way. But the the time now is to go ahead and register Register. and and register you and your spouse. Obviously, because we want we want your spouse involved. Oh, definitely. If you're not able to attend this particular weekend Mm -hmm. and you're dealing with some of the issues we Mm -hmm. talked about. That's right. Are you guys available? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I wake up every day uh, with pastors on my mind. How can we be a blessing? To pastors and the folks that know anything about the church developers network, they know that. But yes, Ms. D and I are available. We also have uh, a marriage ministry leadership team. Team, yes. Praise and when God. I say these are top of the line folks, there are 12 couples, mm-hmm. black, white, and Hispanic. It looks like the makeup of the city. And uh, we're all available to minister to pastors and also be mentors and that kind of thing. All of those will be teaching. At this conference. And if someone sends me an email, we'll get them all that information. But here's the thing I want to make sure that we don't miss. Every pastor will have taken an assessment, a free assessment. So we will have an assessment on how your marriage is performing. Again, it's not a test. It's truly an assessment. Mm -hmm. D and I, we've taken this assessment three times. In December, we took it. And quite honestly, it showed that we had some issues. Oh, yes. So it helps you know where to do some tune-ups, right? Some tune-ups. So now if you can imagine, we've got the assessment on 120 pastors. We've already done some early indications. We know the top four things that we need to minister to to these pastors. Why? Because the assessments tell us. I tell you what, I would like to pick up on our next program with those four things if we could. Oh, yeah. And kind of dive into that if if that's okay. That would be awesome. Awesome. Henley's, God bless you. Thank Mm. you so much for stopping by today. And we'll pick it up for tomorrow's show and continue our conversation. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. My guest today, Pastor Dan and Dee Henley. Great folks, and I hope you will find out more about the Agape Pastors Ministers Only Marriage Conference, October 9th and 10th. Follow that email address that Dan gave for details. We appreciate so much you stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Byron Tyler, back just before the music trails out. Today's show is available at BotRadioNetwork.com under our Memphis page. Make sure you type your zip code. Now, this will direct you to the local page. Then when you're at our site, then look for Mid-South Viewpoint Radio Show under the weekday program schedule. You can listen to today's show and previous shows from the past. Programs are also available on iTunes and Stitcher podcast, as well as my YouTube channel. Thanks so much for listening to Bot Radio Network here in Memphis.